Sad Tuesday, which means we'll be reading your letters and giving our two cents. Well, mine, because I'm by myself. But I'll be reading your letters and giving my two cents on all of the mess that is sent in. So, today is another Reddit day because I did not receive any letters yet. That's my own fault. Yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to a whole nother episode of Sip and Spill. It's your girl, V, where we sip on drinks while swilling the tea on dating and relationships. As I said earlier, it is Two Cent Tuesday. So, let's get started with the first letter. The first letter is entitled, Moving Slow, Was I the Problem? It says, I, 29-year-old female, went on two dates with a guy, 32-year-old male. First date was Starbucks. He was about 25 minutes late. Date went well. I stayed about an hour. Would have been more time if he weren't late. Girl, 25 minutes late. Man, y'all patience is better than mine. <laughs> Second date, he planned to go play. I'm sorry. Second date. Oh, yeah, it says he. Second date, he planned to go play pool and have food and drinks there. We get there. Turns out the bar part with food was closed. So we played a game of pool and he asked me to go to a park instead. I agreed, but the park he chose ended up being 30 minutes away with horrible traffic. 30 minutes to go to a park. When we went to the park, I already had to use the bathroom. I was freezing and it was dark AF. At that point, I just wanted to go home. After about 10 minutes, I told him, I'm going to go home because I needed to use the bathroom and I'm cold. He proceeded to try to kiss me and suggested his house is eight minutes away. I could go there to use the bathroom. I told him I'm not ready to make out yet and I'm not comfortable going to his home yet because we just met. When I get home, he calls me, suggests I read a book. Lord, I'm sorry, I'm trying to wait till the end of this letter to get my thoughts. He calls me, suggests I read a book about fear of going to people's homes, online dating. Tells me he's annoyed I'm not open to kiss or come to his house. Tells me my ex is the reason I'm moving too slow. And then she put in parentheses, we had a five second convo about my ex on the first date because he asked about it. He basically said it's annoying. He wasn't able to get to know me deeper on the second date. And he can't see if we are a good match unless we are affectionate. In my head, I'm thinking WTF, somehow everything is my fault according to him. Sorry that both dates you messed up. I'm glad you said this because I was thinking it. Sorry both dates you messed up by being late and mishap without, with not being able to sit down at the pool hall followed by bringing me to a dark park when it's 30 degrees after sitting in 30 minutes of traffic to get to it and for wanting to take things slow by not coming to your house second time I met you or wanting to make out. And that's the end of the letter. So she's asking, was she the problem? I think the only problem was the fact that you allowed that to continue way further than it needed to. 
the first day was at Starbucks and he was 25 minutes late. Did he communicate he was running late? Did something happen or he just showed up 25 minutes late? Because there's a difference. Like if you're communicating, hey, something happened, that's more excusable. But if you just pop up 25 minutes late, you'll be lucky if I'm still there. And if you do pop up and I'm still there, you're even luckier if I acknowledge your existence. Because why would you ever have me sitting at Starbucks by myself waiting for you? Could have did this on my own. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Then the entire second date was a huge red flag. So he wanted to go play pool and have food and drinks, but the place, the food was closed. Okay, could have been a mistake. Could have been a situation where he didn't do enough due diligence or he had been there before they served food. He didn't realize they stopped after a certain time. Cool, whatever. But then I'm also wondering how late was this date because at what point did they stop serving food? Because I feel like most places like pool halls and places like that, they don't start serving food until super late at night. But give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was a reasonable time and they just close a little earlier than normal places. Cool. But then to go to a park 30 minutes away, it's freezing outside and it's dark. And this is your second date. And that wasn't alarming to you. Am I tripping? I would be very uncomfortable. I would be very confused why this person who I do not know is taking me to a dark park in the middle of nowhere. I don't do well in chilly situations. I don't like being in dark with people I don't know. And the park is 30 minutes away. That gives me serial killer vibes. That gives me crazy vibes. That gives me intentions are clearly not on the same page vibes. But yeah, no, that's strike two. Then strike three, which is, I'm confused why you didn't block him after this. After you communicate that you're uncomfortable, you're ready to go home and you're cold and you need to use the bathroom, he immediately comes in to try to kiss you. What about anything that you said says, oh, kiss me? Fucking creep. What is wrong with y'all? You're a 32-year-old man. Grow up, bro. You know better than that. Stop. What? You just come in to kiss somebody who clearly is not comfortable. They're not, like, you didn't romanticize the situation for her at all. But you think it's appropriate to just come in and try to kiss her? And you try to invite her to your house. So you purposely brought her to a park that was close to your house because you clearly, sir, were hoping that she, you could finesse the situation into taking her home from the park. Weirdo vibes, bro. Like, weirdo vibes. Way too old for this type of behavior. But then, for him to then proceed... And call you, not even text you. He gave you a phone call because he wanted you to hear his seriousness to suggest you read a book about going to people, fear of going to people's houses, online dating. Why do you know about this book, sir? How many people have you done this to? How many women have put in a situation that you just have this book on call to the point where you can call somebody up and tell them that they need to go read this book because you made them uncomfortable 
by trying to invite them to your house. Lord, ooh, this world, man. This world, y'all need, wow, this world. I'm sorry. But then, after that, he proceeds to tell you that he is annoyed by the fact that you wouldn't kiss him and he cannot know if you two have any form of basically chemistry without any physical affection. Girl, listen, I know that everybody beats at a different drum. He does not beat at your drum and you definitely don't beat at his. And honestly, that's a great thing for you, ma'am. So were you the problem? Absolutely not. No, you were not the problem. If anything, you were more than understanding than you needed to be because he, whoo-wee. Wow, he should be thankful that he came across somebody like you because God knows. God just knows, man. <laughs> he is just very lucky he came across somebody like you, child. But no, you are not the problem. I just hope that you get to a space where you feel more comfortable to allow things to end when they need to end so that you don't have to continue dealing with a situation further than it needed to. Like the first date, I understand why you gave him a pass. I don't know the full story behind the 25 minutes. Cool. But the second date, it seemed like you knew you were uncomfortable once you realized that it was 30 minutes away. Excuse me, sorry. I've been drinking this bubbly and it got me burping. I'm trying not to burp into the mic because that's very unladylike, but nature is calling. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, you clearly knew you were uncomfortable when you got into the car and realized, or however the situation, because you didn't really clarify if you drove, if he drove you or what. I'm assuming you drove, but you knew that the park was far away and you were uncomfortable with that. And I felt like that was probably a good time for you to speak up on your feelings. And then when you got there and realized it was dark and it was cold, um, granted, you didn't stay super long, but you stayed way longer than you needed to, sis. I give you props for at least ending it when you did and making it clear that you were uncomfortable and cold. And hopefully you blocked him because he sounds batshit crazy. On to the next. All right. So this one is entitled, Was I Wrong to End Things with My Date? And this is a 32-year-old man and the girl is a 28-year-old female. Ooh, that's literally the complete opposite of the last letter. <laughs> that's just crazy. But anyway, it says, I met a woman on Bumble. I get a lot of matches, but for whatever reason, I hit it off with her. We took it slow, talked for a week, and met up. We had instant chemistry. After about three weeks, we've gone on four dates. We text multiple times a day. She told me I'm way hotter than my photos, and she says I have the same values as her. She's emotionally and physically attracted to me. I asked her to be exclusive on the last date since things were going so well. She's not my girlfriend, but I want to date and see where things go. She got quiet and said she was still talking to two other guys. I was floored as I stopped talking to other women immediately after I hit it off with her. 
she said the other person and she hasn't met, but they have an excellent texting relationship. She says she's as attracted to them as I am, but that could change if they meet in person. I immediately ended things with her. I said if I were as wonderful as she claimed I was, she wouldn't feel the need to talk to other people. I said she probably finds the other people more physically attractive and hopes it works out with them. She says that's not the case. And she said in her past, guys she's dated have been talking to other women in the early stages and things just ended because they ghosted or she didn't click with them. I told her I wasn't interested in that and moved on. My mother says that's how dating is. You date different people at once to see who you click with and then choose the person you think is best for you. So again, the question is, was I wrong to end things with my date? This is an interesting situation because I honestly don't feel like either one of you are wrong. Like, I just think that you two have very different intentions with like your dating and you just look at things differently. I think it's good that you set a boundary for yourself and you stuck to that boundary. And I think it's okay for her to not be willing to adjust if that's not something she's comfortable with. My only concern is that you clearly have insecurity because you are comparing yourself to these other men and you don't even know who these other men are. And honestly, it doesn't matter because if she's vibing with you and she's made it very clear that she's both emotionally and physically attracted to you and she enjoys your time for you to flip the script and say that those other guys or the other guy must look better than you and she hopes it works out with them just because you're uncomfortable with the fact that she wants to continue talking to other people and you cut everybody off for her without communicating that to her. You have to understand that one, that's not her fault that you made that decision without talking to her about it and two, it's not her fault either that she is, con she's doing, she's dating. Like that, your mother is right, it is dating. However, clearly things have been going well with you guys. So you're not wrong to want exclusivity. You're not wrong for having cutting off those other women because you thought you were clicking thing, you were clicking with her. And honestly, you probably were. And she probably felt the same about you, but she wanted to still keep her options open and continue dating whereas you were ready to just be exclusive with her and so in that instance I don't feel like either one of you are wrong I think that she has every right to continue dating until she finds the person who she wants to completely settle down with I know you said that this was you guys dating for three weeks in my personal opinion I think three weeks is a very short period of time but for you it might be two different things she also might feel like three weeks isn't a long enough time to really establish if this is the person that you want to fully commit to and be exclusive to and you might feel completely differently you might feel like after the first date you knew this was the person you wanted and you cut everybody else off she doesn't feel the same so in that sense, I just think you two aren't equally yoked and that's okay. That's a part of dating. Sometimes you meet great people who just aren't on the same page with you, but I don't think that you should hold any resentment towards her because I don't think she did anything wrong and I don't think you did anything wrong. If anything, it should just open the door so that when you do go out and date again, hopefully 
you're able to find somebody who is on the same page with you and is only interested in exclusively dating you at the same time you are interested in exclusively dating them. So I think it's good to just continue sticking to your boundary that you have because as you communicate this boundary to different people, a lot of people are going to go and the ones who are going to stay are going to stay and they're going to understand exactly what that boundary is and you guys will have a better relationship moving forward, hopefully. But yeah, that's a tricky one because I don't think you were wrong and I don't think she was wrong. And I understand where your mother is coming from, but I can also say that I don't feel like that's the only way to date. I don't think that everybody wants to date a bunch of people. I think some people do only want to date one person exclusively to decide if that's the person they want to move forward with. And I think too, at 32, you're a 32 year old man, you know exactly what you want at this point. So yeah, I don't think that you should change necessarily that aspect. Just continue setting your boundary as you have. You didn't do anything wrong and neither did she. So the next letter says, the question is, would you allow your significant other to look at your phone at any time? And it says, whenever I ask to see my significant other's phone, they get really defensive and say there's nothing. I am willing to give my phone up any time. What would you feel about if your significant other wouldn't let you see their phone? Okay, so my first issue with this is when you said, I am willing to give my phone up at any time. I think that a lot of us have to get out of this mindset that because we wouldn't feel a type of way about something or we would do something or we we just see things from our perspective that we have the expectation of our partner to do the exact same thing or feel the same way. And that's not the case. All you're doing is just basically confirming what we already know, which is that you're willing to do that. But if your partner isn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad reason behind it. They just might feel differently. Some people feel like it's a invasion of their privacy. Now, regardless of how you look at that, they have every right to feel that way. Just like you have every right to say, oh, well, if I'm in a relationship, my partner can see my phone and I, I would like to have access to theirs. But you can't put that expectation on somebody to be like you and think like you and to do things the way you would do them if you haven't clearly communicated that you have that expectation. It's just not fair to you or that person. It's not fair to you because all you're going to do is continue setting yourself up for failure by having this expectation of other people that they don't really know about. And then it's not fair to your partner because they don't even know what they're doing wrong. Yeah, so that was my first issue with that. But to answer your question, would you allow your significant ever to look at your phone at any time. I don't believe in looking through phones, but that's me personally. So I guess you're asking a personal like opinion type of thing because I know a lot of people feel differently. But for me personally, I don't believe in looking through partners' phones. I feel like regardless of what's in there, if you seek, you're going to find. You might not find what you're looking for, but you're going to find something. And it might not be what you thought you were looking for, but you're going to find something regardless. I don't find the need to go through my partner's phone and I don't really find the need for that person to go through mine. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've always been that way in relationships. I know people feel differently about it. I've gotten into this debate several times with several different people, but 
I have no interest in going through my partner's phone. I feel like if I get to the point where I want to search through your phone, then clearly there's a level of trust between you and I that's no longer there that I just feel like I don't even need to deal with this anymore because why am I doing this? Because at that point, if I feel the need to go through your phone, I've gotten to the point where I'm looking for confirmation for something that I clearly already know. And so if I'm at that point, it's like, it's already time for me to go anyway, but that's me. Some people just like to casually look through their partner's phones. I don't understand the point, but hey, do you? So I'm probably not the best person to ask that question to, because I really don't believe in looking through people's phones. So yeah, I really don't know what to say to you. Next. All right. So the last letter, the title of it is, I didn't sleep with him and now he isn't talking to me. All right, let's see this because I haven't even read this one yet. So let's see. So I met a man eight days ago and he is everything I ever asked for. Our first date was great. We went out for drinks. I drank too much and had to go back to his place. We kissed a lot. And I was okay with that mostly because of the initial attraction and the alcohol. At some point, he takes off his pants and puts my hand on his stuff. I go with it even though I didn't want to. He tried to go further and I shut it down as I had met that man just a few hours ago. A few, day, a few days later, we go to yoga together. Pretty good experience. He did try to eat my face in the parking lot, but it was all right. The third time we met was yesterday. He made me a really nice dinner with wine and we saw some Christmas lights. We go back to his place and of course he tries again while I'm just trying to cuddle and watch a show on Hulu. We went to bed and then he tried again. I said no again. He also tried again this morning. When we both woke up at 7am, at 7am I turned the other way. It's just as annoying to say no as it is to hear it. When I am in his presence, I am somewhat troubled by the fact that I have to fight him off of me at some point because he wants to constantly kiss and grab my butt, whether we are in public or at home. Anytime we kiss, he wants to stick his tongue down my throat. Oh my God, and literally spit in my mouth. It bothers me the first, it bothers me the first day we met, he tried to sleep with me. He is a pretty nice guy, really intelligent, independent, well-spoken, overbearing physically, but I am interested in dating him. I'm just not comfortable to do all that stuff now as we just met. He speaks and treats me as if he likes me and not just trying to have sex with me, but I don't know. He tells me how pretty I am and how perfect I am often. He says physical touch is his love language and I get it. After not sleeping with him last night, he has not spoken to me today. When I asked him if we could talk, he said, I'm busy right now. I'm 27. I have had too many pointless talking stages and too many pointless, too much pointless sex just for people to ghost me. Give me an STD, oh wow, or end up in casual relationships. I'm sorry, I did not mean to say, oh wow, I just didn't expect the letter to go that direction. I don't want a casual relationship or friends with benefits or anything like that. I don't want to have sex with him and then resent him or give it up and he vanishes and he vanishes. Does anyone have any advice on what to do? Woo-wee, girl. So this was eight days ago? I 
had to reread the first line. It says, I met a man eight days ago. Wow. Wow. You said at the end of the letter, I have had too many pointless talking stages and too much pointless sex just for people to ghost me, give me an STD, or end up in a casual relationship. I don't want a casual relationship or a friends with benefits. So if you don't want that, then you should understand and you should know the signs because you've been around it enough. And the clear signs are the first day that he met you, he tried to sleep with you. Then every time he's seen you since, he's tried to sleep with you. So it's, it's very clear that he wants to sleep with you. And you're talking about you're fighting somebody off of you. He is very clearly trying to sleep with you. And I guess that's why I'm confused too, why you said here, where is it? I am interested in dating him. Why? Why? Because he is not, based off of the letter, he does not seem like the type of person who is interested with you specifically. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like he is coming into this with the same intentions that you are. You literally met him eight days ago and you have written down in this letter how every single time that you've seen each other, he has literally tried to force himself pretty much on you and you had to fight him off multiple times and you had to keep telling him no multiple times. Now, granted, I get that to an extent because you spent the night, but yeah, no. I don't understand where your brain is at. Like, okay, let me go back and reread this. Like, these are clearly the exact same signs of the people who you've dated in the past. And maybe that's the problem is that you just keep going back to your comfort zone because it's alarming to me that you pointed out that you're interested in dating him. But then you also pointed out that you don't want basically what it seems like he's trying to offer you. So maybe you should just not even maybe I believe you should really have a very open discussion with him about what your intentions are. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation, but if you know what you don't want, you need if I'm sorry, my, my mind is going faster than my mouth is going. What I'm trying to say is, you know exactly what you want. You now are at a point where you're not sure where he is because you're writing us a letter about somebody you wrote, met eight days ago asking for advice. So the best way to clear this up is to reach out to him directly and tell him exactly how you feel. Ask him, what are your intentions with me? Actually, just say that. Don't even say how you feel yet because when you get too much information up front, a lot of times people will use that in their answers. So just ask him straight out the gate, what are your intentions with me? He might be caught off guard, but he'll give you an answer. It might not be an answer you like, or it might be an answer you like, but regardless, you'll get an answer. And when you get that answer, you can then proceed to tell him, well, this is what I'm looking for. And based off of this week of me knowing you, I felt this and this. 
And hopefully, since you're still interested in him, hopefully he will move accordingly if your intentions are the same. But I just don't see it. I just, I don't see it. So y'all's first date, y'all went out for drinks and you drank too much. That's another issue. Why are we getting drunk on a first date? Am I tripping? Like y'all feel that comfortable with people you don't know to just go out and get drunk, like plaster drunk with somebody to the point where you end up back at their crib almost about to have sex with them when you know that's not what you want. It was cute when we were young. It was fun. I'm so confused what you were thinking because that's another thing I'm just a little thrown off by is you no longer want to have casual, meaningless, pointless sex and you don't want to do talking stages, but you're putting yourself in situations that end up like that. You're putting yourself in a situation where you're going out for drinks with somebody who you just met on a first date and getting so drunk to the point where you're in this whole scenario and you end up back at his place. You said, I drank way too much and had to go to his place. I just, wow. Yeah. Yeah, girl, you, I know I sound very judgmental right now. I feel like I would come about this very differently if it was one, like I said, it's my younger, and two, if you were like, you know what, I'm just having a good time and I'm just living my life. Cause it's like, I don't care about, I'm not judging in the sense of if you do wanna go out and have casual sex or if you do wanna do those things or if you end up in this situation and you were having fun and then you caught feelings and you were like asking whatever. But it's just self-awareness and it's like you clearly have self-awareness because you laid out what you've been through and what you don't want. And I really just hope that you realize that you're putting yourself back in the exact same situation that you are listing out that you no longer want. So it's very difficult to give advice on that because the advice has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with you being real with yourself. Do you really want this to work? If so, why? Because all you listed out was that he's a pretty nice guy. A nice guy doesn't force himself onto you to the point where you have to fight him off multiple times. But okay. He's intelligent, independent, well-spoken, overbearing. But I'm interested in dating in him. You, if you want somebody who's overbearing physically, cool. But let's take that one out. Pretty nice guy, really smart, intelligent, well-spoken. There's a plethora of those type of men walking around. Nothing in here makes him sound like he is that important. Like you didn't say anything about, he has the qualities of what I look for in a husband. Or he has the qualities of what I'm looking for in my next partner or things of that nature. You just listed out random things that a plethora of men have. Not that this really not that hard to find somebody who checks those boxes. I just really hope that you go deep down inside yourself 
figure out why you are ending up in a situation that seems like it's going to conclude if you allow it to it would conclude into the exact same scenarios that you are trying to avoid. I think we all get in our comfort zone and it's hard to break out of that comfort zone. And maybe this is a test so that the universe is putting on you where he's your test. Are you really ready to move out of your comfort zone into something different? Are you really tired of having these pointless relationships, pointless talking stages, pointless sex? Maybe this is the test, but regardless, I think you need to really figure that out. And then once you figure it out, have a conversation with him. Or if he ghosted you, I think you said y'all met eight days ago and he hasn't talked to you since this morning. So... I can't imagine that it's been that long that y'all haven't spoken, but if it goes on for an extended period of time, that should be a very clear message of the fact that his intentions were clearly just to have sex with you. And if you didn't, then he wasn't somebody who wanted to be in your life anyway. But if he does reach out to you, because I mean, it's the same day, so it might be a little unreasonable to have an expectation of somebody to reach out to you that quickly. But if he does eventually reach out to you, I think it's okay to, like I said earlier, ask him what his intent is and continue the conversation from there. But good luck to you. It seems like you might be a little anxious. And I don't know, but I really just hope that you really figure it out because you have that self-awareness, which is very key. And hopefully you can check yourself before you end up upset with yourself for putting yourself in the same exact situation yeah so that's going to conclude this week's letters if you would like to submit a letter you can go to our website sippingspills.com that's s-i-p-a-n-d-s-p-i-l-s.com and do me a favor if you enjoyed this episode just share it with a friend thank you so much and i will see you guys Thursday, we're dropping episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Deuces!